This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get there. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. Raider Nation, what is going on? Coming to you guys with episode 129. I think it's 129. Who knows? Anyways, coming up with a follow-up now from our post-game of the Indianapolis Colts. This is now after the the firing of Paul Gunther. I haven't I haven't talked on the podcast yet about the firing of Paul Gunther. There's a lot of conversations going on in Raider Nation. We're a very emotional fan base. That's, that's what makes us so great. We're so passionate. Whether we're doing good, we're doing bad, we're doing okay. Emotions are always flaring. Conversations are always happening. Arguments are always happening. Uh, we just want the best for our football team. So this is where we come together and we discuss things. Because guess what? You know, we're watching this this big game tonight, Monday Night Football, with the Browns and the Ravens. You know, of course, knowing with the Ravens losing one game and the Raiders winning out, the Raiders are in the playoffs. That's where we sit right now. So, you know, chances are our, our playoff hopes aren't completely gone. It's pretty much in the hands of us. We got to win these football games. If, if we lose one game, it, 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 the the equation for us to get in the playoffs is ridiculous. So to control our own destiny and make this as easy as possible, the Raiders need to win their next three football games. After the firing of Paul Gunther, I'm not going to say it's completely impossible because you never know what's going to happen right now. Team morale, it's either going to be really good, worse, different, the same. I don't know. We're going to see what happens on Thursday Night Football. But it's a short week, and I want to talk about all the craziness going on right now in Raider Nation. And without messing around, I'm going to bring in my weekly guest. You know this uh, You know this voice all too well now. Host of the Yards Per Attempt podcast, my guy, Eddie Bohr Seeley.
Eddie Borsili. We just watched Lamar Jackson go in the locker room, take a 30-minute poop, come out and just, I mean, tear apart the Browns and come away with this freaking ridiculous wild game. Eddie, what is going on, man? Cody, what's going on, man? I feel for all the Browns fans out there. Browns fans and Raider fans are kindred spirits with a lot of suffering in the past. And that's just a, a, another one of the gut punches to the Cleveland Browns. You and I were talking earlier. If Lamar is, stays in the locker room another 20 seconds, the Browns probably win that game. He comes literally off the toilet bowl on fourth down, throws a touchdown pass. Like it's just, it was really, really absurd. And he knew it was going to come down to the best kicker in football in Justin Tucker. What a, it was a really unbelievable football game, but a really damaging football game for uh, our Las Vegas Raiders. Exactly. And for those Raider fans that are keeping track of your football team underneath a rock, what we're watching is for the Ravens to lose a football game. They're, it was the final four games. Now they're down to three. Of course, they, they, they just beat the Browns. But we're looking for the Ravens to lose a football game because, Eddie, let's talk about playoff hopes right now. And I'm not – you know, the, the NFL playoff bracket guru, all this extra stuff. There's so many different tiebreakers um, that come in different steps. I'm not really sure exactly what, what order they go in. But from what I'm seeing, what I'm reading, I want to trust other people, so don't blame me if I'm wrong. But the Raiders need to win out, number one. We need to win our three games, which is a challenge of its own at this point. Yeah. Um, yep. And then we're looking for basically one of three things to happen, and that's the Ravens to lose one of their last games, just one. Yep. Just they're gonna one. Be, They're going to be playing the Jaguars. Giants and Bengals. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking at that Giants game, you know, right? The Giants defense being a top five defense last handful of weeks. Yeah. I this is I think maybe our most realistic possibility. Eddie, what 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 do you think? Yeah, we also too another possibility is now the Browns, and we talked about it earlier. The Browns now lose a game in this fashion, so we need the Browns to lose two games, and the Browns play the Steelers again, which is definitely a losable game, and the Browns play the Giants, so we need the Ravens to lose one. And we need the Browns to lose two, or we need an unbelievable collapse by another playoff team. Bottom line, Cody, is the Raiders need to start winning some football games. Yeah, Let's it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter what all these teams do. I understand it was kind of like a gut punch to me watching the game because you want to give yourself more of a fighting chance. But bottom line is this team needs to start winning football games. And that starts with the Chargers on Thursday night, a team that they're better than, a team that they should beat. So it's, it's, it's cliche to say, but it's one game at a time. Because as we all know as football fans, the NFL is so wild and wacky, especially in a COVID type of year. You never know it's going to go on week to week. The Jaguars could beat the Ravens on a week. The Raiders could lose you know, to the Falcons on a week. Every week is a new week. So three weeks is a long time. Raiders have to take care of business first to charges. They got to get this ship righted or it's basically 2019 over, all over again. Yeah, we're going to know immediately if this is something to keep track of every single week. Got to win Thursday, then we'll see what happens and plays out on Sunday. So Raider Nation, buckle up, get your uh, blood pressure checker out, get everything uh, ready because, man, this has been a wild ride. And I'm telling you, I mean, these uh, I've been antsy lately, and I don't know what it is. I think it's just the tail end of this football season. It gets to me, Eddie, everything yeah. at work, nothing. I'm in the shower, I'm antsy, I'm sitting on the toilet. That's my time, dude. You know what I mean? That's my time to sit there, <laughs> relax. Think about, obviously you know, Lamar, obviously it was Lamar Jackson's time too. He was thinking about how to beat the Browns. Hey, look, honestly, this is a testament to men. And like, this is what you can use like this. That's our time to think of what's going on, dude. I mean, sat on the commode for 30 minutes and literally, I mean, figured out a way to come back and, and, and win this football game in, in a crazy fashion. Gosh, dang, Eddie. So true. I, I feel your pain. Like we talked about it a couple weeks ago when 
the Raiders got down to the Jets and the game is essentially over. Like I was trying to figure out like what I was going to do with my life for like the next like five weeks. I'm like, how am I going to go to work? How am I going to like interact with other humans, even though we don't do that much in 2020 anymore. But I was trying to figure out, I I, I feel what you're saying. It's just an anti type of feeling. And you get these anti types of feelings in games too, especially with the Raider defense. Oh, we're getting right into it. Nice segue right there. Oof, man. That's um, I, there's not too many topics that sometimes leave me speechless thinking about them, but we got to talk about them. And what we're doing now is hopefully kind of, you know, turning a leaf and transitioning to Paul Gunther. Uh, you know, that chapter's closed. That chapter's gone over with. Um, it was longer than I wanted it to be. Wasn't very intriguing. Didn't get us very far in the storybook here for the Raiders. But uh, now we're set up with Rod Marinelli as the interim uh, defensive co- uh, defensive coordinator and defensive line coach. The same thing that he did in Dallas. Took over Dallas. He went to he went to the Cowboys. I think he you know started his first year as defensive line coach. Then filled in as the defensive coordinator the next handful of years as well as still having defensive line duties. And it, it, it's kind of interesting to see the relationship of Paul Gunther and John Gruden. Kind of how this whole thing unfolded because we know. Paul Gunther was like his boy. Like the, the, they were, they were good friends. They respected each other as coaches. But just from recent comments, even from John, I kind of felt like things just got so heated, and there's so much tension there. I feel like there was no chemistry between the two, and I don't think that's ever going to work. Especially, I'm not going to ever feel comfortable having a hundred million dollar head coach and him not getting along with one of his coordinators. I don't think. I think it's just a recipe for disaster. I don't know. There's so much stuff scattered all over the board. Eddie, what are your what's your initial feeling? And I guess we'll just go from there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it, it got really bad, like you said, and it, it doesn't come down to relate. Whenever you hire a friend uh, to to come come in with you, it's never a good thing in the business side of it. Because that's why I don't hire friends. Be, yes, that's why you don't hire friends yeah. because it always ends up. And and John Gruden's got burned here, and he he burned a couple bridges by doing this by hiring friends and not hiring the best coach for the job. Did Paul Gunther? have a short stack, you know, have it stacked against him as rated defensive quarter. Maybe they traded Khalil Mack as soon as he got here. Mm-hmm. The first two years, they didn't really spend on the defense. All that's well and good, but this defense has turned into a bottomless pit. And we've said that from years and years and years of watching the Raiders and how bad their defense has been. The defense has not gotten any better. Last year, you saw some signs that the defense was growing. It's a young football team. It's getting better this year. Early on, they were a good run defense. All of a sudden the wheels kind of fall off. And they're not falling off for guys just maybe just doing things here and there, getting beat man to man. It's not. It's being undisciplined. It's not staying in your gaps. It's not tackling. It's the little things. And you you look across the sideline, you see John Gruden when his offense goes and goes right down the field, takes the lead on the Colts. And three plays later, T.Y. Hilton's running by Jonathan Abram for a 40-yard touchdown. That's uncontested. You cannot win with a defense like that. And Putting Rod Marinelli in there, let's let's say this, you know, really clear for everybody that's listening to this right now. Putting Rod, Mal- Rod Marinelli in there for the last four games is not going to turn this rated defense into the 85 Bears. It's not going to do it. But maybe it's what Gruden said. It's a different voice. Maybe it's Rod Marinelli putting different pieces in there. I expect to see from Rod Marinelli the last couple games different guys used in different situations. Maybe we see a little more Carl Nassib. Maybe we see Corey Littleton back on the field. Maybe we see LaMarcus Joyner at safety. Who knows? But it's just different things. But the biggest thing is 
the Colts gashed the Raiders up and down the field on basic runs. The yeah. Raider D-line got gashed on basic runs. It just wasn't working anymore. And and like I said before, maybe Paul Gunther had, a, had it stacked against him in terms of talent, but he didn't take the talent that we had and make them any better. And for that, he needed to go. So I don't envy Rod Marinelli the last four games of the season coming in here and trying to, you know, sprinkle some dust. Look, this week, he's not going to change a lot of the defensive game plan. A lot of it's going to be the same stuff. But I expect to see some new players on the field or not necessarily new players, guys getting more reps at different positions. Rod Merrill, he might like a guy here, might like a guy there. He might use him a little bit more this Thursday versus the Chargers. Yeah, you know, I like how you're you know, bringing up how the chips might have been stacked against him. And there was actually a tweet that came out this morning. Uh, from a very glorified reporter, and I want to know because you know some of these tweets—they're funny. These tweets are 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 very funny. They they seem a little calculated, and I sometimes want to know how can I get one? How much how much does one of those tweets cost? About you know everything going on because I could use a uh, ESPN shout out for the Raider Cody podcast, depending on what the you know what's the, what's the secret door here. And they you know they brought up uh, having the backup quarter. We paid our backup quarterback Mariota more than any other corner on the roster. And it's like, okay, technically go to the roster. That's true. But that's counting LaMarcus Joyner as a safety. LaMarcus Joyner's making more money than Mariota. And it also, it's like, we got a top five pick invested in your pass rush. We have yep. still, we added a first round talent pick last year in the draft in Max Crosby. We have a first round safety that we added. We have an early second rounder and a very good corner added to the roster. We have another first round corner in our net added to the roster. There, there's so much more. We paid a lot of money for Littleton and Kwiatkowski. Get some linebackers in there. We brought in Malik Collins, more pass rush help. We've actually invested quite a bit and yep. in, in a smart way because it's not showing up, you know, against the cap because we do have a very high paid offense. We're number two or number three, I think, paid offense in the NFL, but we've been performing like a top 10 offense and at times, top three to five, you know, throughout the season. We're, we're very high-powered and we were looking good. So, you know, money well spent in those categories. Um, and it, it's almost kind of weird how the money has kind of translated because we really are top 10 in every category, every key yeah. category. I like I like drive stats. You know, Eddie, yeah. whenever we're breaking down stuff, we're top 10 in yards per drive, points per drive, plays per drive, time of possession, and drive success rate. Looks good on offense. You flip over to Paul Gunther's defense this year, where we have the third fewest possessions, right? So the defense is on the field, the third fewest of any other defense in the NFL with 118 so far. They've given up 39, just over 39 yards per drive. That's for 26th worst in the NFL. 2.82 points per drive, which is 31st. 6.72 plays per drive, which is 29th. And they're 31st in drive success rate basically being allowed. So second to worst team giving up, you know, success each drive every time they're on the field. And Rod Marinelli, looking at his 2019 Cowboys, the situation that he was in, I'm not going to say he was just some crazy, you know, glorified defensive coordinator, but I think he's a very average guy that can get this defense, bring him back to the basics, which we really have no choice on a short week yep. going into Thursday yep. night football. And maybe yep. that's what this defense needs. I mean, I, I would say Paul Gunther's defense wasn't anything to be – you know, mind blown about. I shouldn't say players should be confused, but maybe it just wasn't something that they were getting. Maybe they just weren't being coached right. Maybe they, for some reason, they were being told, hey, if you see a play, try and make it, but they're not filling gaps. They're not being patient. Everything's messy whenever it comes, obviously. Dude, our run defense, I don't even understand what was going on. I mean, 
it's just it's just got it's, it's guys not doing their job right it's basic stuff like you talked about and that's another reason that he's not going to be the coach anymore it's guys that are just not doing their basic stuff it's the defensive lineman not getting hands on the offensive lineman letting the run the linebackers go and hit it's eric harris crashing off the end and getting too too far inside and letting the running back get outside the pocket it's stuff like that the little things like that that lead to big plays that kill this defense but to go back to your earlier thing about about the money spent the Raiders made a ridiculously high offer to Byron Jones in free yeah. agency. They wanted Byron Jones on their roster. So if Byron Jones accepted that instead of accepting the Dolphins offer, we're talking about the highest paid player on defense, you know, at, at his position. And you yeah. probably still, still have the same results. So that's just agent speak. That's Gunther's agent trying to keep him relevant because he knows that, you know, Gunther will probably fall to the wayside for a little while and have to build himself back up. But the thing about Marinelli and the thing about we talked about Wade Phillips, a lot of flutter today about Wade Phillips possibly wanting this job. They're both former head coaches. And I know Rod Marinelli was not a a great former head coach. He didn't have a lot of success, but he's going to hold players accountable. He's going to be a different guy in there and say, listen, you guys are going to do these things, the uh, the basic things, or you're going to be off the football field. Paul Gunther's not been a head coach for a reason. He's never going to be a head coach for a reason. Maybe he just doesn't have that in him. So, I, I just, it, it boggles my mind to think all the pieces they brought in, the, the rookies, the free agents, it's almost an impossibility that every single free agent the Raiders bring in on defense is a bad football player. Yeah. That's not, log- that's not logical. Maybe some of them got paid more money. Maybe them were some better in different situations. Fine. But play to your strengths. If Corey Littleton is good at doing this and flying to the football, let him do those things. If Malik Collins is better, whatever the case may be. If Lamarcus Joyner is, is better at safety, put him at safety. Do those types yeah. of things. Don't just put players in your system and expect them to do things because that 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 gets you fired just like it did. Dude, we could have signed Chris Harris in the offseason to come in and play nickel, but he was yeah. turned off because the Raiders, I guess, didn't have that plan for him. They wanted to keep Joiner. Is what it is. But why can't you shuffle guys around? Why can't we move it around? And get more, get more secondary help out there, guys. You, you'd think Paul Gunther stuck in the system where you got okay, your two corners out wide, your one slot safety, your two or your one slot corner, your two safeties, and that's all that they can you know make do with. Why not bring in another slot guy? Why not tell him, hey, you'll play slot. Move him outside here and there. There's so many different packages that go on with defenses. Bring a dude in, make him work. And I'll tell you one thing that's really been making me mad, Eddie, and we, we've talked about the, the Damon Arnett thing, right? The injury thing, the way he's playing. There's also a part of me that is seeing so many of these runs bounce outside, relying on our corners to make these tackles. That shouldn't be a thing. Our defensive nope. end should not be crashing inside and allowing every single running back to bounce out enforcing that kind of stuff like a Frank Gore going right at Damon Arnett's second play of the game. That shouldn't be a thing. It shouldn't work. And although Damon Arnett probably could go in there with a different style tackle, he's still a young gun. He still kind of has that, you know, big boy mentality. So I get it. Um, but come on, let, let's, but we're not, we're not asking, but this is the, but this is the most frustrating part. We're not asking this to be a top 10 defense. We're not, we didn't expect Paul Gunther top 20 is all I want. Yeah, just a middle-of-the-road defense that gets off the field. What a sinking feeling it is for a Raider fan, and we everyone that's listening to this knows it. When it's third and eight, third and nine, third and 11, third and 12, and you know they're going to convert. You know the offense is going to get a first down and the drive's going to keep going. You know that penalty's going to come that's going to keep the drive going. You know the blown coverage is come. We see these things from afar. Those things can't happen anymore. Get off the field on a couple third downs. I said this on my podcast earlier this week. 
The offense has to be absolutely perfect to win football games. It shouldn't be the case. The offense should be is it was was good against the Colts. It's good on most days. It's great on most days. It has to be perfect because it knows the defense is an absolute sieve and it's not going to stop any. It's not going to get off the field on third down. Why were the Raiders so successful in 2016 to get to the playoffs? Their defense wasn't that, that much better, but they were opportunistic. They, they caused turnovers. They got sat timely sacks. You just need those little things to give your offense good field position. You put the ball in this offense's hands in good field position, they're going to score. They're going to they're, they're gonna take teams to, you know, to the edge. So you're not asking for the defense to be the best defense of all time. You needed Paul Gunther to get this defense improving. The offense has gotten better the past three years. The defense has gotten worse, if that makes any sense in anybody's head, because <laughs> it doesn't in mine. Nope. <laughs> Oh, 100%, Eddie. We're going to take this quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the Raiders' uh, expectations for the rest of the season. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. So right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks to the lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Because right now, an ice-cold Pepsi may just be the best part about watching the Raiders and this wild, stressful end to our season. So... Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Woo! Catch my breath there. I don't think I took a single space in between those ad reads, but shout out to Indeed and Pepsi for making this happen. Eddie. Pro right there. That's how it's done, folks. That's how it's done. <laughs> I'm, I'm purple in the face. You can see it on the video feed, but um, Eddie Bersili, man, what the ending to this season right now, right? The ending to our regular season, should I say, because I'm keeping our playoff hopes alive. These last three games, what do we expect? Because I'm not just going to put this thing all on our defense right now. I'm not going to expect them to turn this thing around. I'm not going to expect them to all of a sudden get turnovers, get more stops, I'm expecting to play with the same defense that we have, maybe just a little bit more sound and hopefully not as many mistakes. But in order to win more football games, we got to somehow get this offense back on track and more importantly, our run game. Dude, it has been looking ugly the last handful of weeks and now we're getting Trent Brown back. Pass protection, something that we were really worried about last week was this Indianapolis Colts defensive line and the pass rushers they had. We kept them in check, dude. We kept them in check, but for whatever reason, we put the ball on the ground and John Gruden is just looking maybe a little bit too predictable in what we're calling on plays. Eddie, what can we do to change this, man? 
It's it's the truth, man. And I, I hate to think like this. And I know the coaches don't want to think like this. I know Gruden doesn't want to think like this, but this team wants to get out to a lead and they want to run the football. But to do that, you have to establish the run. You have to get the run game going early. Yeah. Jacobs was getting the run game going early. And now maybe he was on a little bit of a pitch count. Uh, the Devontae Booker train is kind of slowed a little bit. Mm-hmm. This team, whatever for whatever reason, Carr had, like you said, Carr had time to throw. I don't know what it is. John's got to, I don't want to say evolve a little bit here, but he's got to kind of get out of his comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. It starts with me, with starting, to, you saw it tonight in the Browns game, taking chances on fourth down. This team cannot settle for field goals with this defense that it has. It needs to start taking chances because I, yeah. I, I, personally, I personally believe going for it on fourth downs. Now, if you miss it, everyone's going to say, yeah, oh, you're dumb, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But it, it's stuff that, that gives the players momentum, gives the guy, take a point, the Colts game. You're down. You know the Colts are doing whatever they want on offense. You go down, you're, you're inside the 30-yard line. It's a fourth and two, and you're kicking field goals. There's no excuse to kick field goals. You yeah. have tons of weapons on offense. You have motion. You have all these type of things. I think Gruden has to get out of this stubborn coach mindset of, I'm going to take the points. I'm going to trust this. I'm going to trust that. John, the only thing you could trust right now is your quarterback, is your quarterback yeah. and, some, and Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs. Those guys on the field, trust your O-line to get the job done. Trust those guys put the ball in those guys hands i want to see more targets for henry ruggs i want to see darren waller getting throws in double coverage give him credit give car credit for the cold game he threw that ball up the end zone that was a great play by the cornerback one hit an interception those things are going to happen but i want to see john get away from what john does best and kind of be in this conservative nutshell they need to go all out these three games. I liked what I saw with the with the reverse to Zay, the double, you know, that that pass to, to Aguilar. Yeah. Do stuff like that. Fake a punt. I mean, you gotta do But then we things. settled for a field goal that drive. Gosh dang. You can't <sighs> look, there's no more. Carlson's been awesome all year long. And you if you if, if it's early, early in the game, you want to kick field goals, I'm fine. There comes a time now where that you cannot trust this defense whatsoever. This team needs to start getting in the end zone. And it, it's become a thing a little bit, too. And I think it has to do with the run game kind of struggling a little bit because they're getting down there and they're kind of settling for these fades and stuff like that. So maybe it's Jacobs getting back to full health. Maybe it's getting Trent another you know game under his belt. But they should be able to handle business first to Chargers. The Chargers will have a good pass rush with Bosa and Ingram playing. But they should be able to run. And the Chargers are the Chargers, and they do Charger things. John needs to put confidence in the offense. Go for it on a couple fourth downs. Get out of your comfort zone. Get out of that conservative bubble. Yeah, start pulling more tricks out because, that, really, this is the playoffs, and I think we saw that with that trick play now. You can't save this stuff for January. you got to start pulling it out now if you want to get there. And come on, we got the weapons. One thing I want to see, you need to get Witten off the field and get Foster Morrow in there more yeah. often because that is so yeah. frustrating. Foster is a dude that can do everything that Witten's doing. I can guarantee you he's probably just as good of a blocker as Witten is. Now, the only way that he's going to grow in this system is getting him real yeah. game time because that's cool. The practice field is nice, but playing 60 and 70% on the practice field isn't going to emulate and build chemistry the way it will all game day. All he does is catch touchdowns, dude. That's dude, all he does. that all little juke. does is get, is get in the end zone. I mean, he's a, he's a weapon because, look, <sighs> if you have Darren Waller out there and teams know they want to take away Waller, they're going to double Waller, and they're going to take away rugs deep. I mean, these guys are going to be wide open. He has to get him more. And you don't want to stunt a guy's growth like that. But I, I really thought that this was going to be the rugs type of, of, of game, rugs type of, you know, takeoff game. We're still not seeing the targets for rugs. Maybe before the end of the season, we'll see a slant that Henry Ruggs takes to the house. But I mean, Gruden, start, he needs to start getting the ball more in his playmaker's hands. And 
if Jacobs is healthy, Jacobs should not be on a pitch count. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's 22, he's 22 years old. If he's healthy enough to play in a football game, he goes and he goes and you give him the ball and you keep on giving the ball until he can't go no more. He needs a break. Get him out there. I don't want to see. I like Devontae Booker. Great free agent signing. But when you do Jacobs the first two drives and he's getting chunk plays and being well, and then you take him out on the third series to get Booker a series. I mean, leave your guy in there, leave your horse in there, leave the guy that, that gets you there. Let Jacobs get in the momentum. You see it all Raider fans see it. When Jacobs gets the carries late in the game, he starts just trucking dudes. He starts feeling yeah. it. taking him out. If he's not hurt, leave him in the football game. Enough of this. There's three games to go. He can rest all offseason. Yep. He's 22. Do you remember how you felt when, I, when you were 22? I felt oh, amazing. You can do compared to you now, yeah. Oof. <laughs> exactly. You can do whatever <laughs> the hell you want. Leave Jacobs on the field. Unless he's hurt, unless he needs a breather, let him stay out there. Let him run it down people's throats. That's what young running backs are for, Eddie. You, you, I mean, you nailed the... You, Marcus, you, dude, Marcus Allen said it to us. Marcus Allen said... If a 22-year-old back should never want the ball not in his hands, he should want the ball every single time. If, if Gruden called over Jacob said, come out of the field, I'd be like, nah, bro, I'm staying in the field. Give, give me the rock. This is what you drafted me for. Let me get in the end zone. 100%. Eddie, so to wrap this thing up, I just want to – I want a confirmation here. Raiders win on Thursday. Playoff hopes are alive and well? Yeah, it's the Chargers, man. The Chargers are going to do Charger things. Again, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be – like we say every week on this podcast, it's going to be close because it's the Raiders. But I expect, I expect the defense to play – more inspired football, if anything. Herbert's shown some some struggles the past couple of weeks um, with some of his throws and some of his turnovers. I think this is a, a, a game that the Raiders – look, they have to have this game. There's, there's no excuses. I want to see them take pride in playing a game in Vegas at home. I think this is a game they have, and then we go have two games left. Look, if, if for anything else, I want to win this game because I want Saturday night versus Miami. That is a yeah. monster football game. I want that to matter. The Raiders – if they lose to the Chargers on Thursday night, we got big, big problems here, Cody, and we're going to need a big therapy session next week to talk through Ooh. because the season's over. Yeah, things would be looking really ugly to go from, yes. you know, basically, hey, same thing as last year. So for those of you listening right now, I need you to stop what you're doing. Unless you're driving, you can keep driving. You don't have to worry about this. Disregard this. I want you to pick up your phone, go to your podcast app, wherever you're listening to this podcast. I want you to search in your search bar, yards per attempt Click on yards per attempt. Subscribe because that is Eddie's podcast. And I know you Raider fanatics cannot get enough of your Raiders content. So you need to get in there, subscribe, get more weekly content, and enjoy this stuff. Because I enjoy my conversations with Eddie. And I know you guys will enjoy adding him to your weekly commute or work day or whatever you got going on. I usually actually, I, I fall asleep to podcasts. And I don't know. I, I can't can't do things. It, it takes can't my fall asleep after that game anymore. I'm just going to be thinking about Lamar Jackson sticking the dagger in the, in the That's brown. why you turn on a podcast. It, it takes out That's... my train of thought because I can sit there and I will just, I will ruin my night sitting there thinking about everything I'm going on the next week, the next day, that it's like, minute. it's like, an, well, if you, if you guys are kind enough to subscribe to my podcast and like my podcast, it's like a, an audio book of Raider pain and suffering. We're just going to take, we're going to take, we're going to take it out on Paul Gunther this week and, and say, see you later, big fat Paulie G. But uh, please, please go out there, subscribe, like it. Uh, always appreciate it. Cody, always being, always a blast being on with you, man.
Football is back in full swing, and you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every possible chance to win this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. 